Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Forever. Dog. Rachel Feinstein, just lovely, funny. Rachel, what sign are you astrologically? Libra, can you tell me anything? Libra, I'm a Cancer. I know that we are the two most sensitive signs because I'm a Libra moon. So that's Man sensitive. Very. That accurate. does make sense. Uh, follow Rachel on Twitter at Rachel Feinstein on Instagram at Rachel Feinstein underscore, um, and be sure to watch all of her stand-up specials, which are just great. You've had. I'm looking at all the things you've been in and just killing it, Rach. Like. You're saying that. I need I your voice like in my head. I love always. That. I love the, yeah. Oh, any, by the way, anytime. <laughs> I, I don't know if I get a reputation. I'm very supportive. I want everyone to do well. Like you are genuinely. lovely to be. I mean, I remember when we talked in that, in the movie that what, what movie we went to, did we bump into each other again? I can barely speak. Some you premiere, remember that screening? That. It was like a premiere, a screening thing. Yes. No, you're always incredibly warm and lovely. Uh, that's what I'd like to hear. What if I was like, that is our time. Thank you. I got my compliment and we're done. <laughs> Bye, Rach. Um, you have a little baby. Hell's, uh, the apartment, by the way, I have to give you a lot of credit because you live in Greenpoint. To have a kid in New York, to me, is mentally ill. How is it going for you? Just because the space, it's like so tight. No, it's a lot. We're like looking to, for houses in Queens right now. Yeah, no, it's it's too much. Like I can't really find... 
anything that's not covered in baby stuff. But um, yeah. no, it's in, it's intense. And then my husband was pregnant during, I mean, I was pregnant during, he was, he's a fireman and it was like during, you know, I had the baby during COVID and all that. Mm. So um, yeah, it was a weird, it was a weird time to be stuck in this tiny apartment together. And uh, it's a lot, but he has to stay in New York too, you know, because, yeah, of because, because uh, you can't actually change fire departments. You can't go from New York fire department, even though he's a captain and going to be a chief soon. Really? You can't, chief is such a funny thing. I mean, just even I'm saying like, that, I'm like, I I'm, I'm almost as turned on as like with the <laughs> ALF chat about chief. <laughs> That's like very chic to say that you're married to a chief. I can't put his captain's hat on after sex and I'll be like, I'd like a salute, please. Respect the rank. Show the fuck respect. <laughs> and then I give him like a soft, slow face rake. I'm such an idiot. Just a soft. No, he sh- loves you. Oh my God. The drama of it is so beautiful. Every but time you I'll tell you say, something. What's that? Here in New York, and this is so depressing. I mean, I don't even know why I'm bringing this up, but the time when you really see all the firefighters out. And it's a horrible reason, but whenever there's like a funeral, obviously, yeah. and I work in Midtown, they'll close Fifth Avenue down and you see these young guys and like, I'd say 90% of them are all hot as shit. So it's like a very confusing feeling for me on these days because like I have the utmost respect for all fire people in general. They work their hearts out, their asses off. But then I'm like, there's so many hot guys in like uniform. Oh, no, that's <laughs> Fifth all Avenue. It's I'm like, are we allowed to flirt at these things? Like, can I make eyes? I mean, that's I know all they want to do too. Yeah. And they're all Talk like, to me. yeah, I'm actively aroused by like all of them. No, that was the reason that I was late that day. Remember when I came to see you? Yes. And I was stuck in a firefighter funeral and I, oh, no. for like two hours because it was, sur- because your traffic stops forever. And I'm like, what is that? You know? And then I'm like, ah, I can't be bad. It's like a hero funeral. Yeah. Um, But I'll have these moments where I start to be like, we had a, we were fighting once on our honeymoon because I said I was like I'll give you the window seat and I go that's the ultimate sacrifice and he goes it's not the ultimate sacrifice and I'm like well it is but he did and I was like come on he was like no that's uh, there's a different I was like but there's also the window seat please he must love that you're also like funny and you know I just feel like from the firefighters I know because I do know a couple of them they're all hilariously funny and I don't know funny they're hilarious and hot yeah yeah, they're really funny. They're really yeah. fun. I mean, plenty of them are complete animals. And, you know, uh, you have to find them at the right time. Like, like you know, my husband's, like, older. And he, like, if he's, like, missing, if he's not at home, there's not, like, really a mystery. He's, he's at Costco. You know, he doesn't go out. He's just, yeah. So. um it's like my dream guy because I love a Costco. He loves Costco? Costco. Oh, it's the best he's place on earth. He's obsessed with Costco. Actually, I told him, I talk about this on stage because I told him for, valentine's day i was like i don't want to don't get me and during covid i was like he's not a good gift giver and i was like don't get me anything from costco i don't want it don't get me anything you could put in like a cart on top of like raspberries and salmon i don't want that (laughs) and i was like just get me like a sexy pretty nightgown just you know like something cute he got me pajamas from costco that was exactly i was like don't get me pajamas from costco and then i opened them up there was like i'm not kidding there was like tickets on them that said admit one and like popcorn they were so cheap. They were like crunchy. And he tried to deny they were from Costco. I was like, were they Kirkland, Kirkland signature? Pajamas? Were they? Exactly. No, I, I didn't say that to him. I was like, they're fucking Kirkland. But I mean, they may as well have been. It was really, it, he just, yeah, he stinks it up with gifts. He can't do it. And he like just loves Costco. We, we took that love language quiz thing, yes, you know? and? 
he tried to say that his was Costco. I was like, that's not a choice. He's language. like, I think mine's Costco. And I was like, that's not a, that's a warehouse. You can't say that's a way, a style of communication. But he was like, I feel like most, I think like connected when you, when we go to Costco. So I try to go with him. I do like it too, but I mean, I don't want my, you know, presence for, I don't feel as exhilarated. Like he loves to talk about groceries. I realize if I want to butter him up, if I want to like, if I want to ask him, him for, I have no. to ask him for about what groceries he bought. I don't understand. It's, it's like so profoundly boring to me. But as somebody that loves Costco, can you <laughs> well, I, I do love Costco. And actually, as I'm sitting here, I have a huge bottle. I got to show you this because I got um, I'm in a little little dress. Hold on a second. Oh, you look I got so a, cute. Oh, thank you. I got a huge bottle of Kirkland brand uh, tequila silver. Now, you know, I have a head the size Ooh. like literally born from Easter Island. It is twice almost exactly the length of my head. It is the worst tequila. I was just going to say hearing you talk about it so passionately and how much you loves it. It just hit me that they have the best publicists. Like whoever is working the they Kirkland do. brand shit is just killing it. There is something exciting, I will say, about going in with a big cart. And I'm a big girl, you know, so I like feeling tiny. Doesn't happen that often. Costco is one of the few places where I'm like so little. I'm like, right. I'm so fucking tiny here. Like that big cart and like... <laughs> The huge, you know, Ikea is another place. I'm very small at Ikea because it's like so big. You know, I walk in these big warehouse places make me feel very feminine. And so I go to Costco and you never know what's going to be there. It's truly like walking into a huge treasure hunt. Um, Yeah, you're right. There's always different fun loving surprises. I will say that. Yeah, there's different stuff. It's great people watching Uh, during pandemic at the earlier, I would say last March and February. When I saw everything happening in Wuhan, I would rent a car here in New York. I only go to Costco's in New Jersey. I don't fuck with the one uptown. I need a big parking lot. I can't park subterranean. I have to have the sun out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Walk into the front door. And I'm a 100% sure I caught COVID at the Wayne, New Jersey, Costco market calendars. <laughs> we were, I'm not making this up. We were, Rachel, standing there in line, bumper to bumper. There had to be a million people there. No masks. This was like, and about a week or two later, I started feeling very weird. About a week later, 100% from Costco. But even then, there is also a sort of Legends of the Hidden Temple competitiveness to Costco. Like, if because I also love a game show. And there is an energy of like, Gotta grab it. What can I find? What sale? They have the best return policy. Every, you know, it's just they do have a really good return policy. Yeah, it's, that it's is competitive. And they, and, and, you, and it's a place you know you're going to go back to because otherwise I don't return things. I'm not. Or I have bought <gasps> so many things and never used them. I never. I know that's not that's very undue of me. But I, I was going to say, wow. I just don't. My ADD trumps that. I cannot fill out. I have so many things. That I. One time I was like, I got ordered a Catholic schoolgirl outfit on Amazon because I was like, oh, I'll do some sort of, you know, hoary jig. The fact that I just called it a jig is unacceptable. Oh, a hoary jig a is the name of the jig. episode. Thank you. <laughs> hoary jig. Go on. And I was like, I was like, I don't know what turns on like a repressed Catholic fireman. I figured a Catholic schoolgirl outfit. So I, I ordered on Amazon, but I was like a little drunk. So I accidentally ordered 12 Catholic schoolgirl outfits, which came to my house. And my husband's like anal neat. So I'm always in trouble about like, he doesn't want things on surfaces. What is this crap? He's always like walking me around, making me answer for things. And he's like, what is all of this crap? And I was like, it's a Catholic schoolgirl outfit. (laughs) You had 12 of them? He's like, you're bringing the whole school? What's going on here? By the way, really setting the bar high, by the way, to have like 12 girls come over. You really fucked up. Yeah. And I just stuffed them in the closet, you know, and eventually like one of my friends took some of them. I think she just passed them out. Um, 
Yeah, but I never retry. It wasn't even a question. I just, I can't, I don't do it. I can't. Do you own, I'm going to say something to you and you're going to get mad because you can buy both of these things at Costco. Do you own a printer? Yes. And do you own packing tape? Yeah. That's a good one. Those, I got to tell you, I'm a, I'm the queen of the return. To me, it's like a job. Like when I'm done doing the radio show, I'm like, all right, where am I going today for returns? It gives me a place to go. Let's me exercise. I'm not mentally well. I'm aware of that. But with Amazon, especially or ASOS, I always buy some garbage at ASOS. Like I love a return. I do. For me, it's like earning money. I'm like, oh, I'm getting $20 back today from this thing that I got. You know, you're right. Um, I have like multiple. I got, I bought like two pairs of Pumas from ASOS and I bought the man's size and they're just in my closet. Like I I don't know. I just, yeah, that's a problem. I wish I could come over and I'm not the most organized person, but I, when it comes to things like that, I'm really good at, I always say that I basically live in J crew. Like when I clean my apartment, the thing that I'm cleaning is clothes, folding clothes, hanging clothes, shoes, bags, donation bag, dry cleaning. Like I have a whole system that is, but it's absolutely abnormal. And I do think it sucks that we're forced to live in these small apartments because you know, I'm turning 40 this summer. And I always think if I was a normal woman, I would have either a house, two, three bedrooms. I could have like the junk room, you know, keep, I'm constantly shedding skin here. Like not just physically, but constantly donating things, gowns, dresses that I've never even worn. Cause I have no fucking place to put anything. Yes. I know I do the same, but what I do is I just like put things in piles in the lobby, but I need better systems. No, I have no systems. I'm losing all my photo IDs. Like I lost after I had COVID, I had COVID too, by the way, I, after I had COVID, I had serious memory issues, but it's hard to tell because I, I already have, you know, kidding. Yeah. But like, I felt like it was worse. Yes. And if if I Google it, there's all this like stuff about that, but it's hard to tell because I'm also, I'm teaming with ADD. So It's like, but I looked at, um, like I did after I had COVID, I went out to dinner with him and I got really excited about the appetizer and it it was like uh, Brussels sprouts with that Parmesan on it. Love that shit. Yes. Oh, and I was like, oh my God, we're going to have those Brussels with the Parmesan, like chips and cheese on it and then ate them. And then I was like, so where are the Brussels sprouts? (laughs) Not good. I was a hole. I'm a hole in the team. That's really scary. That is like truly, um, that's an Oliver Sacks moment. That's like awakenings. I would be worried for you. I'd be like, we got to get her checked out. I did. I went to a neurologist. I failed some of his quizzes, but we could, he couldn't tell whether it was like my baseline problems. Cause I got so many, much stuff done to me in school. I was being scanned all the time. I was constantly going to scans like EKG wow. scans, you know, and my mom, cause she was a therapist. So she was just trying to figure <gasps> out why they couldn't stuff information in my brain, you know? So I remember one time I got up in the middle of the night and I heard my my dad go, she's not normal, Karen. And then my mom goes, well, then we'll scan her. We'll scan her again. But I, I had so much done. So it's anyone's yeah. guess, like, why this is happening. It could be because I became a mother. I mean, the... the that's Brussels, a real thing. Yeah. yeah. That's what I hear. That, like, it yeah. messes your brain up. And then, like, you don't have any, as many brain cells or something. But, I mean, the... The Brussels sprouts thing was like bad, but you know how you go out and you'll maybe you buy something at the store or whatever, or, or in a, like a little shop. And then you'll be like, wait, did I pay you? Very common moment. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And then your brain like collects it. They go, yeah, you, you gave me and you're like, oh yeah, that keeps happening to me where I'm like, does it ring a bell? You know, they'll be like, yeah, you did. And then I'm like, what did I, how did that, you know, you're like, walking around in a fog and I have to tell you something I'm starting as I'm <laughs> listening to you and I have no medical but training or background. I'm like, I was like laughing before and now I'm like, Rachel, we really need to scan you again. <laughs> like Rachel, you got to get scanned because I'm worried for you. You're for a mama scan. now. No, I know. Wow. I asked the guy to get scanned. I'm on my way to scans. He says, first we have to do some other 
thinks to figure it out. But the thing with the the COVID brain fog is it often does slowly get better. So I'm not like forgetting if I had an appetizer anymore. You know what I mean? But I'm, but I'm, it got like slowly less bad, but uh, I am going to figure it out because I can't, otherwise I'm going to need like a shadow. You know how people have those sober shadows? I'm going to need one just to follow me around and make sure. Yeah, they call them assistants. Have you watched the big shot with Bethany, by the way? Let's talk about it. You've not? Oh my God. We got to talk about that. All I watch is like uh, crime. But what what is, but tell me about the big shot with Bethany. We're very different people because I actually never watch crime. And I, it's funny because I have a whole, I think a lot about women who love people in general, but especially women who love like murder docs and all of that shit on oxygen and all of can't these. Be good. It can't be. I, I no, to me, I I'm like, I don't like it. I I'll watch here and there. If something goes viral on Netflix, I, you know, to be part of the conversation, I'll watch it. Like mm-hmm. I watched the one about, um, American horror story, whatever it was about the guy who killed his that wife. And so disturbing that one, I, that one actually, I couldn't, I could barely get that was I mean, what? I mean, that was not okay. That was terrifying. Well, it was crazy to watch him lie. And you just knew he was lying. Like that for me was really hard. But I'm not good with the gore and stuff like that. Is it? It's- what I like is I like the psychology behind it. So mm-hmm. I love the criminal profiling, behavior profiling, why somebody did that thing. That's the part that fascinates me. It's not like the violence itself. I mean, yeah. um, it's like, you know, this, I remember I, I read this book the book Mindhunter before it became oh, yeah. a series. So it's a fascinating book. So he explains that he became such an incredible profiler that he could look at, I mean, he had like no life. He had to like, he was like hospitalized because he was working so hard. Hmm. He would, he would, he would look at photographs. It's based on the, you know, top criminal profiler and the person who first coined the term serial killer, him and another guy. He would look at crime scene photos before he went to sleep and then come, so that he would dream about him and work something out because he didn't have enough time with his caseload during the day. And one of them, he said to me, one of the, there's this one chapter of the book where he talks about, he was able to look at a crime and and decipher that the killer had a lisp from a series of crime scene photos. So that fascinates me that he can figure out somebody's mind, why they have certain compulsions and, and why that a crime would have happened in a specific way. Now it was a guess I have to ask, did he see, like, when they did the DNA test, did did they just find spittle everywhere? Was it just, like, covered in saliva? Like, how did he know that he No, no, it wasn't about the DNA. Uh, This was before DNA. So it would have been funny. That's hysterical that if it was all just teeming and spit. (laughs) It's just like a pool of saliva. He's like, I think he might have a lisp. That's really funny that it was. I didn't even get what you were saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a brain fog. It's okay. I'm I'm not offended. I'm telling you, I can't deal with it. It just frustrates me too much. And especially but, like the Dateline ones where these, it's always just the women die. The guys go to jail. It's, it's always the, the husband. 500 times. I know. But I find that, that, okay. So he decides that because the killer had a list, why? Because of the nature of the type of crime, he was self-conscious about something. And then he, and he goes through all these factors of what he was self-conscious about, what he hated about himself, you know? Yeah. So I find all those kinds of like character disorders because I love diagnosing people with very mm-hmm. little information. So I like the psychology about it. Like, why did he, why did he do that? Why it was like the control, why certain people need a control in a certain way or not, you know, like, I mean, I'm, I know a lot of it is wildly unhealthy. I shouldn't like it got me through COVID just watching back to back slayings. That can't yeah. be good. I, mean, I would I'm say out, like, most, most of it, but still the psychology aspect is interesting, you know? Do you think you would have been a therapist? Like, I didn't know that your mom was a therapist until just before. Um, Mm -hmm. And I always think, I'm always grateful my parents are not therapists. Because if anything, we were like 
anti-therapy, you know, just like get over it, just yeah. get through it. We all needed it still do, sure, but like, we're like, no, it's, you just push on, push on, bury it, push on. And that's how we handle pretty much everything. But do you feel like that's something you would have been good at? Like, are you the friend in your group who gives advice for how to handle things emotionally or not really? Yes, definitely. But I feel like I do it almost too much and I'll like excuse anything. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. so I don't think I would be a good therapist cause I like overly empathize and I don't, I'm not sure, you know, like, so I feel like I, it's a good skill as a friend. It's just kind of, it's kind of lost on me in a, my marriage. Cause like my husband is like, he doesn't need a lot of that. So I'm like, this is what I do. I can get, I love to hash things out. I love to talk about relationships or dates or whatever. I like to like just anybody just download all of that with me, you know? Yeah. Um, but he doesn't do a lot of, you know, because he's like a first responder. So they repress those things. They, they just wanna, he doesn't want to, you know, harness that. My mom is even more extreme where she does what I call like pain chambering, where she just wants Ooh. to tell dark stories about people <gasps> we don't know. Like, guess who had COVID-19 or whatever. I'm like, no one says the 19 anymore except yeah. my mom, you know, just for effect. She's uh-huh. like, who had the novel coronavirus, you know? <laughs> So she's more of like the dark, let me pull you down into somebody you don't remember. And she has to say like Iranian American because it might like, just say person because she's so proud of her Iranian American friend or whatever. But I do like just talking about relationships and figuring people out, oh, wow. and, you know, and that kind of, I love that stuff. I could listen to that all day. Do you think you were good when you were dating before you got married with your own life? Because I feel like I give good advice, maybe not the best advice, but it's very easy for me to you know, look at someone else's situation. If a friend is being treated poorly or someone's not good enough for someone else, I can like straight up say like, this is just not right. Like you can, you know, this shouldn't be happening, whatever. And yet for me, I will be caught in scenarios where I know that I'm fucking myself over. I know that I'm not being treated the way or, and even the way that I handle things, um, the advice that I would tell my friend is not what I do because it's so much easier. Were you someone who you actually were like aware of your own things or you kind of, no, you know. no. I mean, I, yeah, of course. I am, yeah, the same way. Like, I have like the full clarity, and this is exactly what he's doing, and this is why this is a red flag. But I'll zoom past every one of them and have mostly just dated like oh. you know, wildly, just wild assholes. And I've always had to oh. flee places, just left with my like bags, just fleeing, garbage bagging, and fleeing. Yeah, no, it's not been. That's my- her, Rachel Bindle Feinstein. That's how we came to love you, girl. Always bindling. That was her thing. It's like. No, Wait, I know what you mean. What's yeah. a bindle? Yeah, what's a bindle? Bindling? A bindle. Well, bindling isn't anything, but a bindle is the stick with like the hanky on the back. Oh, yes, cartoons. a bindle. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I forgot that word in my in my uh, brain damage. But now um, that I know you're foggy, I'm going to be like, now a bindle was from the old yeah. tiny cartoons, Rachel. Uh, <laughs> it's really tough. And it's also impossible not to date assholes in this city where 99% of everybody they're just fucking assholes. Like, I don't think you end up in oh, New yeah. York unless you're like fucked up a little bit. And whether you're like money hungry, power hungry, artsy, whatever it is, you don't want to be surrounded by this ratty filth unless you're fucked up. Oh yeah. No, it's, there's a lot to weed through for sure. Yeah. And I can give really good, clear advice, but have only dated just, I mean, yeah. I mean, wild alcoholics, just, you know, oh, really? the most That's extreme. Bad. Yeah. All kinds of stuff like that. Yeah, just mm. wild asshole. Or like one guy was so jealous, he would, I mean, he would go through my phone, my computer, and then he would just, he would put my computer in the freezer a lot. And I was used <gasps> to this when we would fight. There would be a run toward, it was like something, because he was mad about something he saw, like just some guy's photo I liked or some nonsense. Like I've never cheated on anybody. But he would grab the computer and I remember 
he would always run towards the freezer, you know, and then he'd freeze Literally it. Literally insane. <laughs> For how long? And, and did make- it work? <laughs> No, like, I don't know what he wanted. To, he just wanted to take it away from me. And, like, he, I think he didn't want to throw it out the window because that was too final and mm. it would be, the stakes would have been too much. So he would freezer it instead. And I got so used to that freezer jog. And I was like, this isn't good. <laughs> I remember one time when I was following him, just huffing, puffing towards the freezer. Like, ah, I give him. And I was like, what am I doing? And he was making wild, he would make wild noises when he would take it from me. He would make these loud, like, Howard Dean sounds. Oh, like, God. ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Just run with it and put it in the freezer, and I'd be like, ah, I run out. I'd be like, no, you know. But I mean, so the answer is like, no. I went out with a guy that like uh, pretended he was in a war in Iraq, and then later wow. told me that he just thought it was attractive. And so he used to also pretend. For some reason, this I think is even crazier. Um, yeah. One time we were out on a date, drinking at a bar, hot construction worker, mm. you know, like alcoholic. But again that kind of worker, like he got his work done. But there then- is something about it. And that is how, you know, sorry to interrupt you, but the, the damage on both of our parts while different um, is such. And I, I believe a lot of women in comedy do kind of go through this where, you know, like dating a hot alcoholic construction worker to me seems fun. I'm like, Oh, mm-hmm. like was I, a lot I, of fun, but a lot of obviously, pain. obviously yeah. a terrible idea, painful. Like yeah. there's a reason I love Ben Affleck. Like I look at Ben Affleck and I'm like this <laughs> fucking idiot, like with his stupid back, the dumber he gets, the hotter I find him. The big Phoenix back tattoo, just the donkeys <laughs> all the time. Like, you know, constantly spilling his coffee everywhere. <laughs> he to me is kind of perfect. And it's uh, like, that. what does that say about, us really that we would even no I you know, find go it all so hot too but also it's like maybe we're in more control with a guy like that too because it's not like we're gonna yes you know like he's a fucking mess so we can have a good time and we don't feel exposed it's also like probably our own way of pushing back and some kind of vulnerability it's just like wow reading me to literal filth that is exactly what it is okay Karen needs to call me because I need help I need your mom to become my therapist can you, you don't imagine? want Karen <laughs> I mean I love Karen but she she stopped doing wow. a therapist is and now she's just as does a lot of like social outreach like action she's always like doing some sort of action picnic she was just standing outside and I'll text you this I'm not making this up I believe but it. the picture that just said like like ask me about diversity and how I can help or something like I'm like who are you what's happening <laughs> I so love just stand her. outside with like a cult. I love it so she wasn't I don't think she was a great therapist because she didn't really she doesn't have great boundaries um uh yeah you know so that's another you. thing but yeah but it's but. the vulnerability thing is interesting because you know it's I will say this. I've worked on myself, like maybe not as much as I should, but I I have. And I think that I've like matured a lot. I feel like I know more what I want. I feel better about myself as a result. So it did have, you know, a lot of positive um, consequences. However, uh, you know, opening up to someone, especially early on in dating is really hard for me still, I think, because I'm sort of, you know, I love to be funny and but there are just certain things that I really need to feel like pure safety. And, you know, also you don't want to show too much of yourself. And then when it falls through, feel like embarrassed or, you know what I mean by that? There's always that issue. Do you think that that's something that you dealt with yourself? And I only say this because again, you're a performer and I wonder if it's just like a common thread amongst people who do stand up. Yeah, I think that, I mean, uh, definitely. I think uh, I, I have a hard time. I mean, because I try to look at it like whatever I'm usually like when I try to I save people and try to help them and fix them and all that. And I'm like, yeah, but what? It, but really, I must be just trying to avoid something about myself because, yeah, you're right. in a lot more control when you're dealing with somebody that has an immediate problem or absurd catastrophe. 
like some guy that's pretending to be fresh from a war in Iraq. Oh, the other thing he would do, I was going to say is he would say he had to go (laughs) one of the first times we hung out. He did look like Paul Newman. So also there is that like just physical thing of like you have a physical type that you and I obviously have that similar I like that super You've alpha married looking. my dream. Like, that's the thing. You And for me to find an alpha male, I literally have to find, like, uh, the Fantastic Four guy made of stone. You know, because I'm... <laughs> Because <laughs> no, I'm, I'm like tall, you know, I'm a strong personality. I, but I like to have like a softer side and to find that guy, it has to be like a firefighter or something in that kind of a space. Cause they're just like long Island vibes, you know, that kind of a, yes, macho like a, dude. a just a dude like that. Yes. And, it, and, but I will say with some of those guys now, I, there's not like when I scan the firefighters, I know I'm just like, Oh, he's kind of an animal or he's just, you know, uh, when you find an exception though, the reason that they're not that that right now, like I wouldn't be able to immediately pluck a firefighter is just because of that. Like some of them are just like most guys just out being poon hounds or whatever. But when you meet the right one, this is one thing I'll say about firefighters and that kind of guy is like they love their jobs. There was like a Bloomberg article about it. Like they have like number two, three job satisfaction. So they really love what they do. And that is the reason that and I have plenty of complaints. I could have an episode of complaints about him. But that's one of the big things is he's not jealous at all they're because they're just super fun loving in general yeah they have deep issues they're first responders they you know they're haunted in all that those ways but like they they love being firefighters and they get a lot of attention for it you know um and they get it's exciting it's adrenaline like it's like similar to our job in a lot of ways but um so i felt like he was the one guy he's like an accidental feminist that was just cool with it all you know what i'm saying he wouldn't have even known what that was you know what i'm saying but he didn't care if I changed my name, got a kick out of all this. I could be out with the guy comic at three in the morning. He doesn't care. But that, that I will say they look cause they really love what they do. So he gave me that freedom and wasn't trying to control and nitpick, yes. you know? So that I think was really important, but in terms of like, you know, letting go of like, you know, whatever my husband's issues are, like he's in therapy now and all kind of stuff. But like, I had to be like, you can't, save this you can't save other people I can't like fix all his little things you know it's Mm. just like everybody has to keep you know working and stuff but and also one day I'll feel like like I've got and the next day I'm just you know know. wailing and like just suddenly aggressively weeping like street weeping not even normal weeping you know what I'm saying so it's just I mean I don't know yeah I'm I'm supermarket it's a new game show we're gonna launch where we just cry in supermarkets (laughs) that's a great idea Rach and let's pitch that okay (laughs) I was hanging out at steakhouses when I was trying to like, Find I think, do, we, do we talk about that before? I can't remember. Obviously. I think we did on my show because Patty Stanger famed dating coach told me to go. Uh, this was she years did? ago. I never told you this. You might have, but again, there's something wrong with me. So brain fog. Well, (laughs) let's pretend we all have brain fog and we're hearing this for the first time. Um, I interviewed Patty a hundred years ago and she, you know, she's got great tips, Patty, but it's all to meet these like 65 year old cigar smoking, you know, five time married kind of guys, but still. All right. So she goes, go to the palms or go, you know, sit at some steakhouse with a book and a martini and order a steak at the bar alone. And like 50 men will come up to you and be like, what are you reading? So I did it once as an experiment. And girl, that check cost me 150 bucks. I got through two chapters and I went home by myself. Nobody came up to me. I was like, is she like in cahoots here with like the, you know, USDA? Like, I don't know how this is working out for me. But- I mean, I, th- 
I it didn't work. Here's where I disagree, with Patty. But I know a lot yeah. of her. But also a lot of her advice. I'm like, what? Like she's always like bake some cookies and bring it over. But I feel like that yeah. looks a little unstable in New York when you just start baking early on and like it's like a lot. So and I mean, not that I've ever been a baker, but it's a lot to just bring a guy brownies in the beginning, and it just it it's would feel, psychotic. It sounds psychotic, yeah, right? It seems no, like please. you're going to make a suit out of his skin if you do that. <laughs> just some lemon cookies out of the blue. Strange, not okay. But uh, I feel like. When I went to Steakhouse, though, <laughs> I mean, actually, I didn't meet anybody there, but my, I went, we, we did talk to some guys. I brought, you have to bring a friend that will talk to people. Cause like, I'm not going to, if you just sit there alone, I feel like I just end up leering at strangers with the, yes. like too much want in my eyes. And I just, they can, they can feel my, uh, just that I'm pulsing with depression and yearning. But I find if I bring like one of my... <laughs> Pulsing, pulsing with depression is the new podcast that I'm hosting, <laughs> by the way. Pulsing with depression speaks to me. It's like every fiber of my body just woke up from some sort of rest. Go on. But I only, I have like, I don't know, every girl is one girl, their friendship, a friend group like this, like a girl that just infuriates you with her need for attention. Like she's doing splits in public, like just that girl that has to stop in gymnastics and show I, you. I actually hate that. I actually don't have a friend like that. I can't deal with it. It's too awful. I know. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't. But a girl that maybe maybe doesn't actually do the active splits, but just knows she's has always known she's hot. We, you yeah. know, like one of those girls that was just always attracted. That wasn't one of their issues. And they'll talk to anybody that they're like extreme extroverts because, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not like I could talk on stage, but I'm not going to approach anybody in this situation. Never. Oh, so but I feel like just bring a friend like that, like that friend that's a little loud and will talk to people. I just miss a bar. I feel like there is something happening now. And I know you're married with a baby, but there is an energy in New York right now that feels completely like mega horny and mega nuts. Like everybody. I went out this weekend. Yes. People, everybody is looking at everyone else. I took my mask off and I finally understand like the orthodox wig because when I revealed my face, I swear to God, people were like, what? I felt like everyone was looking at me. I felt beautiful. I'm like, oh, you know, we're all looking at each other again. And I know starting today, they're allowing people to sit at bars in New York. So I'm, I don't want to like say that I have, it's not about the drinking. It's about the sitting and the looking and the, I don't know how to put it. I just feel also like guys are like, excited to go on dates now like I've had some guys like really put effort into like a date and pick a cute place and it's nice you know what I don't think it was like that you know two years ago no I think it shifted a lot because people probably realized they wanted like a little more companionship and they wanted oh yeah this was a crisis point this this year for me I think for everybody if you're single especially and I know a lot of couples I hate to say it but kind of broke up over this past year too but um, I think everybody who's single was like, I'm done. I don't want to like fuck around anymore. I don't want to be in these like superficial dating scenarios where, you know, you know, it's going to last a couple months and then it kind of fizzles. I think everybody wants something real because if the next thing comes in a year, I cannot do this again. Like I cannot be stuck in this fucking apartment again by myself, you know, hoping the neighbors say hi to me in the elevator. Like there has to be something a little bit more going yes on, I do think know? that happened you're right I didn't even realize it until you articulate it like that yeah now yeah. everybody's like oh yeah you gotta Panicking. I want something yeah panic companionship I've been waiting for this day Rachel and it's happening so I'm so glad <laughs> to be alive for this moment and I'm gonna keep scanning firefighters for you too so if I find one that's like well, in the, that right place you know what I'm saying can I say something yeah. that is, I know we don't know each other that well. It is literally the nicest thing any guest has ever offered to do for me. I'm not just saying that. And I am honestly so fun on dates. Like I won't wear a turtleneck. I let the girls breathe. I'm fun. I promise. Oh my God. Are you kidding? It'd be an amazing time. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah exactly. I love that. Who are I these guys it. going out? Yeah. I mean, we, we, one thing we can say about ourselves, 
it's we're fun and you're going to, they're going to have a great time with you. And you're, yeah. I mean, we'll talk about it. We'll talk. And they, we'll get they can be it. shorter. They can be shorter. I'm not like one of these girls. Okay, who's, I mean, it's not ideal, but you know, mm-hmm. five ten and confident. I'll put it that way without getting too into it. Five ten <laughs> with a, a quiet confidence is very much my type. So take from that what you will. Um, so what is happening with you? Are you touring again? Because I know that uh, you have so many specials that I have a whole list to rattle off here. Um, I'm touring again. I'm going to be in Austin um, on May 14th. I'm at the Ooh. Paramount Theater in Austin. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. That's exciting. Any um, reservations about come. getting up on stage or not really? No, I've been I've been doing stand up. I, you know, we got vaccinated. And and so um no, I don't have reservations about that aspect. I mean, it's always trickier now with like, yeah. you know, we're family and whatever. And, you know, so you're going with, I, we go with all of us. So it's like a little, you know, it's a little it's harder exciting. to pull all that off, but it's fun. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm excited about Austin. I love playing in Austin. There's a lot of places that I go and, you know, they're disgusting and the, the green rooms are gross. You're basically mm. just sitting in like a small, dirty pool of water waiting to go on stage. Like they'll have you, wait. but Austin's awesome. And people love stand up there. So I'm really excited I'm going to get to see one of my girlfriends from high school. So I'm oh, definitely that's looking fun. forward to Austin. Yeah. Yeah. People, I, I want to reiterate what you just said. And this is why I have, as I said earlier, the utmost respect for you and really all traveling and touring successful comics, especially it is so unglamorous. I don't think people get it. Like I, you know, you think, oh, getting up on stage, being funny. It's not like the kind of thing. It's not like you're performing at a Broadway theater. You no. go into these rooms and it's like gross. It's it's honestly shitty. And then after traveling and schlepping your garbage, you're expected to be glamorous, funny, you know, rested, everything else. It is such a hard job. And I, I think especially for women who are just, their standards, I hate to say it, with cleanliness and things are usually a little bit higher. I yeah. really think uh, you guys don't get enough credit for putting up with a road life like that. It is really, really tough. It's I'm going to tell you, I don't think I could do it. And that's why I look at people like you and, and your friends and I'm like, it is, you deserve everything the world has to give you. I really mean that. Thank you. I'm going to internalize that. I, I need your voice in my head all the time. Thank I'm you like for- a really good person. I, I don't know what you've heard. I'm the best. <laughs> oh, you are. You I really mean say. that. And uh, yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm grateful. And I'm, I'm thank it's you so really much. True. <laughs> you really deserve it. And also you're just one of the kindest and funniest people in this business. So everybody go watch Rachel's um, special only whores wear purple um, uh, with Amy Schumer presents, which by the way, she's also like so generous with her, her friends. I feel like she's someone who is really, handed the baton to so many people and it's really um it's just a really nice thing to see happen yeah and she's uh d- yeah she definitely changed the whole landscape of uh oh. i mean it used to be all a boys club and a lot of these networks and she her, the success of her show and everything like changed it wildly so 100 yeah. percent. no it's it's really um very motivating to watch you guys i really mean that and uh i see you're also on red oaks on amazon you're on crashing um you've done it all rach it's it's wild thank you Rachel Feinstein, a, such a treat to have you. Follow Rachel at Rachel Feinstein on Twitter and Rachel Feinstein underscore on Instagram. Watch her special, support her. Rachel, congrats on being a mama. Thank it's so, you so I much. said mama just now. I'm canceling the show. Oh. I said mama. Show's canceled. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Feel good. Thank and, you um, so much. I had so much fun. I'm excited to come on. It was really again. fun. Thank I you. would love to have you, and let's go to Costco together. Okay, beautiful. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Forever. Dog. 
This has been a Forever Dog production. Midnight Snack with Michelle Collins is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Gabe Lopez. Cover art by Ben Wiseman. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash team. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear the show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things, mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye guys.